who the fuck is this guy? And like, for the people that don't know, like, so one, Gary Trent Jr.'s dad played in the NBA for a number of years for Portland, for Minnesota, for Toronto, et cetera. So, you know, his dad's got the NBA, but uh, Gary Trent. Come on, man. I know that. (laughs) 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 He's serious. Give me the green light. There are some other lines, but I don't fucking know them. My, my least favorite. Dude, so many, right. so many people, so many, so many people just turn the pot off right now. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I, like I can't even know the words. It's it's my like it's do it. by far my least favorite John Legend song, and I love John Legend. My least favorite song is great. I love his wife. God damn, Chrissy Teigen. God bless her. God bless her. Oh boy, how are we feeling? Nice I would eat. I would eat Chrissy Teigen's ass. Oh, second thought. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. This is gonna be that kind of night. Here we go. Okay. This is gonna be an interesting podcast. I, I, I told you. This is gonna be fun. We've all been. We're, we're all inebriated in some way, shape, or form. So this can only. I, well. I would like to point some out. Of us, really some quick. of us. Some of us. in two ways. Oh, <laughs> 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 usually do this with a drug or high, but I'm both right now. I love Lil Wayne's verse in that remix. <laughs> I'm great, sorry. Dude. We're gonna talk basketball. What a tune. We're gonna talk basketball. But goddamn, what a tune. Oh, you usually do this. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm here. At my cousin's house, and like all day, he was like, "Yeah, you want to have a drink? You want to have a drink? You want to have a drink?" And finally, at like three thirty, I was like, "Yeah, I'll have one." And then we ended up drinking four margaritas, and then we went on a walk, and then we came back, and I had my fifth margarita, and then I had a heavy IPA at dinner, and you know, I mean, you know, here we are. Here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is episode one forty two of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Today we're really gonna try to talk NBA shit. Mostly we're just gonna talk a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Jake Keyless, aka Devin Bookham. Uh, <laughs> my brother from the West Coast. Introduce yourself, sir. Um fuck. I think I may get his name wrong. Keon, right? Dueling? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Former Orlando Magic draft pick. Also true. <laughs> Nick Aquiles, a.k.a. Keon Duelingling. I thought you were going to say Dueling Pianos. I really did. Ooh, I did, too. I did, too. That would have really been a good did. one, too. I'm so sorry. I'm a little disappointed. I got to be honest. I was like, better. oh, that's pretty good. Keon Dueling Pianos. That's pretty good. No, nope. Dueling. That's fine, that I guess. Funny. That's no, fine. we didn't talk about it. We All should right. move on. Well, my brother Sometimes was. Uh, have you fail? My brother was. Uh, my brother would have felt far less melanin. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Tad, <laughs> and I feel bad because like the AKAs from the two of you are pretty weak, but I don't have a good one. So <laughs> it's what's up? What's up? It's Tad, AKA drunk. And, uh, <laughs> we're about to do this podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like Bill O'Reilly right now. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I love do it. it. Live. I love it. Let's get into it, boys. <clears throat> um, obviously, the NBA has returned as of our last mm-hmm. podcast. I think the day that we were – the two days after we released it, actually, is when the NBA came back. We had our Lakers-Clippers game. We had our Pelicans-Jazz game. Really good start to the to the bubble. Um, and now we are a couple days into it. And uh, I don't want to speak for the rest of you guys, so I'll let you guys speak for yourselves. Tad – Early impressions, first impressions of the games in the bubble thus far. I honestly can't tell the difference. In what? Like, like them playing without fans in the bubble, all that shit, it feels like real, true, competitive NBA games. Like, all things considered, I realize they're not playing on their home courts. I realize they're not doing those things. But, like, dude, I have been enjoying the fuck out of this and maybe a little bit of it is like i've been wanting competitive basketball to be back for so fucking long but frankly like i think the nba was best equipped from a just like pure sports standing and like you know the way that their games are to handle this and like i have not felt like i haven't felt like you know like the the exhibition games and the scrimmages like the preseason when they like were first in the bubble and, you know, kind of getting acclimated to it. Like I felt like some of those games felt like summer league ish 
and we're like, I was like, eh, I don't care about these because they mean nothing. These games that have meant something, yeah, been uh, unbelievably entertained. I have tuned into as many of them as I like possibly can. It's been great. I'm I'm with you. I think like early on when when we watched the games that were the scrimmage games, um, I was concerned because there was a lot of rhythm that had to be had and a lot of guys that hadn't played with each other for a while. A lot of new guys coming in because you had to like kind of fill rosters with guys who decided to opt out of the bubble. And uh, yeah, the other day, I, I don't I don't think that like I don't think that like my yearning for competitive basketball has led to me enjoying this more. I think it's like. Oops. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I opened the Snapchat. Dude, you can't watch porn while we're recording, yeah, dude. dude. That's afterwards. That's when we stop recording. I'm sorry. Yeah, I everybody. Snapchat. I'm sorry. Now you just let everybody know that we watch porn together after the podcast is over. Uh, I, 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 I want to say this though. During the podcast. Most sure. <laughs> um, I, I think. Honestly, I think that the level of competition has been incredibly high. And at first I was like shocked, but then I remember that the the worst eight teams in the leagues aren't there. So uh it definitely makes for some much more competitive. Which makes that basketball. October bu- bubble look like a real dumb yeah, idea. Hard, hard pass on that. You guys can skip that shit. Don't worry about no, it. No, 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 no. Nikki, uh early impressions on the bubble so far. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I am fucking ecstatic. Uh was it this past Saturday? Out here, I think the first game started at 10 or 11 a.m. Oh, on the West Coast, you guys are getting it good, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was done by like 10 p.m. I did not change the channel from ESPN that entire fucking day. Not at once. Yeah. Just left it on all damn day. I got up, made myself some food. I, I positioned myself perfectly so I can continue watching basketball as I cooked. I'm... I'm very excited. It's been a, a, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and these playoffs are going to be f- fucking fun. Every, I, I I think we talked about it a little bit, but uh, I was reading stuff about how they're saying everyone's going to be shooting better in the bubble because since there's no moving background with all the fans, they'll be able to like sort of focus on the basket better. Uh, and it's shown so far. People are fucking shooting lights out, and it's been real fun. A lot of tough-ass defense. I'm excited. This these playoffs are about to be fun. That reminds me, one of the other things that like I think has been like easily unnoticeable if you're not paying attention to it or if you're not looking for it, but has also I think added to the level of competition is the the fact that there are no cameramen or like fans in the first row, especially behind the basket, especially especially like guys are attacking the basket in a way that you don't get in a normal game because like there's no concern for like injury. There's nobody behind the basket. So if you fall, you're just kind of sliding across the floor. Like I was just watching the Lakers Rockets game and like KCP like chased down a loose ball that in a normal situation he stops, but like he went full on out and just kept running through because there's nobody there. And it's led to like this intensity of like attacking the basket and going to the basket for guys that like, normally would probably slow down if given the opportunity. And I think it just added a, a different kind of speed level to the game that, you know, to Tad's point, like without the fans has, it's just, it's added to the enjoyment in a lot of ways. I mean, I think fans definitely add a level of enjoyment and entertainment to the game, but like what I'm, the product that's on the court right now is really, really entertaining. Um, just, just across the board and like crazy competitive, like multiple overtime games, a lot of competitive basketball, game winners, like all the things you want to see, like really close games into the fourth quarter, like the Celtics Blazers game the other day. Like that was, I was on pins and needles watching that game. Like it's, uh, it's got a very like March Madness playoff type of vibe, which is really fun considering how much basketball we lost over the last couple of months. Anyone who says that this, like, championship is like cheapened or like lessened by the bubble is honestly i'm i thought this before but now i'm fully on board is full of shit like this is some of the most competitive intensive basketball i've seen in a long time there is not one single game like i gamble on a lot of sports and i like early on the bubble was betting on a decent amount of nba games and i basically just quit betting on them because like i truly do not know who's going to win on a given night like if this was like regular season shit and that kind of thing, like there are a lot of times where I'd feel much more confident betting on games. And now I just don't like, I mean, 
actually I'll save this because I know we're, we're going to talk about surprise teams and, and uh, that sort of thing. But like, I mean, there have just been some games that have like gone in ways that like I couldn't have even like fat. And it's, it's yeah. incredible. It, dude, it's been so much fun. Like really I has. have, I, I I'm also like feeling so fortunate that like I'm working from home and have the opportunity to just have the games on, on TV all the uh, time. I because, wish like, I could be I'm watching just, more. I'm just watching, I'm watching every game. Yeah. Like literally every game, just nonstop. And it's, and I'm not like tired of it. In fact, I'm like, Oh my God, give me more. Like inject this straight into my veins. Like give yeah. me a fucking IV drip of these fucking games and I'm good. Yeah. Well, like this real quick, this feels like, you know, like the first weekend of Mark Ma- March madness when like people like legit will like get hotels with their buddies to like watch the, all of the games and shit for their brackets and all that stuff. And there's just constant games, constant action. Yeah. Down to the wire. And you're just like, yeah, like, look, we do March Madness, a full month of ridiculous basketball. Like, of course, I would love to continue watching that, especially with the greatest basketball players ever. Well, you know, like currently like playing. It's yeah. I, I think what also helps is like in terms of adding intensity, the race for the eight spot in the Western conference is adding a level of intensity and uh, 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 just a level of criticalness to the games that are being played by those four teams that are still mathematically in play. That is just, it's adding so much more fun. And and those games matter so much for those. Yeah. Also, I want to say a shout out to the Hornets on getting the ninth seed. (laughs) Yeah, good job, guys. Not even in the bubble, but you are now the ninth seed. That's, that's how bad the fucking Wizards are playing. Yeah, but that that's a, to be that expected. A, they got nobody left. Terrible hot take on my part. Um, well, with that, oh, I think yeah, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, Man. I will say though. With that being said, I think we've kind of hit on this just like slightly. We kind of teased at it. So let's move into our our topics for the night. Um, the first topic being, and Nikki, I'll start with you. What team either have you been the most impressed with or most surprised with? throughout this at this point in the bubble oh that leads to another shout out i want to make sure i give congratulations shout out to devin booker for the first time in his career has won four straight basketball games in the nba the Suns are four no cameron Payne is not leading a tank anymore what's happening the tank commander is no longer in charge he's not playing actually that bad which is weird uh, DeAndre Ayton's now hit more threes in the bubble than he has his entire career. Uh, so get ready for like a steroids test probably pretty soon. Uh, it's it's wild. They're playing great. Kelly Oubre, beautiful man, hits threes, dunks. It's fun. I can't believe it. the Suns are fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. They're they're just like they're they're young. They are able to bounce back a lot faster than a lot of these other teams and they play good defense. Like, I think that's a big thing. Like Mikel Bridges has been a, a godsend for them oh, yeah. and they, they stretch the floor really well. Ricky Rubio is always like, we were big. I mean, I don't know that all of us were, but I think we were all pretty high on the Ricky Rubio signing going into the season. Oh, I love and, like, him. Yeah. It's, it's worked out really well for them, especially on the defensive end. And he gives them a level of maturity at the point guard position that they haven't had over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I think, I think what Phoenix has done, like mathematically, they are still very, very much in this in like, very very much in this like they are i think maybe i think i saw the stats today they're like a game behind portland right now for the eighth spot uh it's it's very very close um and and really interesting to to see that kind of play out um tad let's go to you who has been the team that has either impressed or surprised you the most during this period well, I mean, obviously, like, the Suns have been, like, really, really good. Like, really, really good. Yep. Like, who would have thought the Suns would be 4 No, Certainly it's not me. Good. Who would have thought that uh, Dame – or that – not Dame, sorry, Devin Booker would be hitting, uh, you know, game-winning 18-footers, uh, getting around Kawhi and shooting it over the outstretched hands of Paul George, you know. Um, but Nikki talked about the Suns, so I'm not going to talk about the Suns. I'm going to talk about two teams. Number one – this team has not been super consistent, but they have shown me things that make me believe that if they get there, they, they could legitimately win a title. The Miami Heat. Good pick. Now, having said that, they blew a 35-point lead tonight, or 25-point lead tonight. They were up at one point sixty-five to 40. 
against the Bucks, and they lost a hundred and thirty to one hundred and fourteen, I believe. Yeah, that's not great. So that's not great. That's wow. not good. They also don't. They also don't have Jimmy Butler on the floor. Yeah, I was gonna say Jimmy. Yeah, he wasn't there today. And if Jimmy can get healthy and can be around in time for like the real playoffs, dude, that team actually is a legitimate contender. Bam, bam out of good. Yeah, can't formulate a sentence. Like my no, God, not like, a great I, like I, I, I thought Derrick Rose was dumb, but like holy hell, dude! Like this guy, like can't like I watched him do a post game interview and I like was cringing watching him talk. But he's good at basketball, so who gives a shit? Quite. Um, they have been the other team that has been that I think they're still in the ninth spot. They sneak into the playoffs and get the eighth seed. I hope to God you're not the one seed. So shout out to the Lakers because the Portland Trailblazers, holy fuck, dude! If I am the Lakers, the last team I want to see in that eight seed is the the Trailblazers. Dame hit eleven threes today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Dame and, uh, has been playing unreal, and even the games where he hasn't played like phenomenally, which has been pretty much every game, like in the one game that he didn't play out of his mind, the rest of the team picked up the slack and they won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've they've been consistently good. Even in the game that they lost to Boston, like they were really good and it was a really tightly fought game. Having Nurkic and Zach Collins back has been a huge lift. Huge. Nurk. Huge. Yeah. Nurk has been playing out of his mind. He murdered Bull Bull tonight. Uh, <laughs> killed him on a dunk, but like I, I agree with right you. on the floor, like, and nobody did anything. They yeah. just everybody witnessed the murder, and Someone nobody said anything. Everybody just said one one. <laughs> everybody just said, "Yo, Nurkic murdered that dude," and we all moved on with our lives. It <laughs> it's I will say this, like, um, one like this isn't on the rundown, but I think like if I had to pick an MVP, well, no, it is on the rundown, so I'll I'll, I'll wait for this, but like. As far as the Lakers are concerned, like the Portland Trailblazers have a lot of guys that they can throw at Anthony Davis in that first round. Like that's going to be a problem for that team. Um, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis is going to have to match up with both Nurkic and Whiteside, and not to mention the other bodies that they can just throw at him and harass oh, yeah. him with. Yeah, they'll yeah. throw Zach Collins at him. They'll throw Hassan at him. They'll throw Nurkic at him. Like they've they've How got white. And Whiteside has like Hassan Whiteside has done such a good job of honestly like owning. The bench roll. Yeah. Like yeah. Nurkic came back and was healthy. And you'd expect a guy like Whiteside to be like, no, fuck no. And he has owned that role and been so good. Yeah. So good. I yeah, think I mean, he's like, look, I can dunk, I can block. That work that'll kill in this in the second string. Yeah. I mean, he had a good season, like statistically, like they, there's definitely you still have problems with him as like your your starting center. Like he makes a lot of bonehead plays on defense because he's always going chasing the blocks and shit like that. But like he he's had a good season overall, and I agree with Tad. Like in, in this role where he's kind of this seventh man ish uh, uh, coming off the bench for them, like he's really impactful. The guy who's at the arguably like the second biggest impact after Dame, honestly, has been Gary Trent Jr. Man, like that dude yes. has been playing. They have him. Out. They have him under contract over the next four years for one point two million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a huge gift for them. Like very lucky. A, a lot of people, like I've been and talking with well. friends, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And like, for the people that don't know, like, so one, Gary Trent Jr.'s dad played in the NBA for a number of years for Portland, for Minnesota, for Toronto, etc. So you know, his dad's got the NBA. But uh, Gary Trent, Sr. come on, man, I know that. Is he serious? Um. But Gary Trent Jr. Oh, was, damn, I, Joe, he got me right Th- there. Thanks for letting me know I'm a good actor, though. You got me. Yeah, you you had me. Um, Gary Trent Jr. was Yay, highly, come on. Highly, highly I was like, I was like, no, no, no. And then you responded, God <laughs> damn it, baited me right into it. Baited me right into it. Um, that was well executed. I'm sorry, Nikki. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep cutting it off, but Nikki, <laughs> goddamn, that was well played. You got me. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Highly, highly recruited in high school. I went to Duke, was a one-year freshman in the class with Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter. Kind of like became like a third or fourth wheel because he was also behind Trey Jones in terms of like the scorers on that team. So he was often forgotten as a guy on that team, um, but had the pedigree like six eight six nine small forward who could play defense. And I mean, he had seven threes the other day. Like he's been yeah. crazy impactful for them. He's good. He really he has. Shoot. Yeah. He was He really has. Um, Tad, we'll start with you on this one. Oh, I guess you know what? I haven't gone on mine. My my team that I've been the most impressed with and have enjoyed the most. Okay, we don't man. care. It's fine. We can actually just move on. <laughs> <laughs> OKC is I'm really enjoying watching them play. And now look, they're only two and one thus far. So like 
there's 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 more to be had from that team, but like they blew out the Lakers last night. And granted, the Lakers were definitely down some men, so like it is what it is. But it was it was a fucking thirty point victory, basically. Yeah. Um, they they are so fun to watch. Chris Paul is playing at another level, just like orchestrating the offense. Shea's been in his bag. Um, having Steven Steven Adams there, like that team is formidable. They're, good. They're formidable as fuck, man. Like that is not a team I want to play in the first round. And like, I think right now they're sitting at the sixth spot. If I, if I remember correctly, um, yeah. you don't want to play them. If you're Houston, like that is a very tough matchup. If you're Houston, um, there is not one good matchup in the West. No, it's no. tough. If I am a Western conference team that's in the top half, there's nobody I want to play. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a motherfucker, but man, I've I've been so so impressed with um with the Thunder. And if I can put one more in there, and I don't even know if this is like a they're not really a sleeper team anymore because like we already know about them and people have been talking about oh actually no, they're the five seed and if if things stay as they are, they'll play Utah and like I, I feel they pretty could, good about that. They'll probably be Utah, yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Um the other team that I did want to mention was Toronto's been incredible. Like Thus far, yeah. I mean, Fuck Kyle Lowry. Yo, Fuck Toronto. I get it. I get it. I get it. But they're three and oh, you got So you got no. You got to play dirty to win fucking games against the Orlando Magic, who aren't even that good. Fuck you, dude. It was a, bad, it was a dirty. Player. I wish. I wish Aaron Gordon would have just picked that fucking. I'm not gonna say that because that's politically incorrect. But I'm gonna pick up that short, chubby little fucking idiot and stuff him in a goddamn basket hoop. Like my god, dude. Like Jesus. Christ. Right, right. Well, anyway, Fuck him. Only if you get a nine. You're right. It was a bad play. Um, but I, I got, I just, they've been really good. Like they've been really, really good throughout this entire <laughs> bubble. Three and zero thus far. Um, <laughs> really solid. Really, really solid. Um, Tad, we'll start with you. What team have you been the most disappointed with? I think the Bucks. Interesting. Okay, hit me with it. Yeah, I just kind of expected the Bucks to just be like, I the Bucks have not inspired confidence in me as like a team that I like had once thought was going to win the title. Like to me, they have not looked like a bona fide championship contender. Like, I could put them up against the Lakers, the Clippers. I mean, the Nuggets, the Jazz. And I would not feel com- – if you put gun to my head, I would not feel confident saying they could win a title right now hmm. the way that they've been playing. And they haven't been playing bad. I mean, no. they just blew out the fucking heat tonight. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they played pretty well tonight. And I mean, they, they, they came back from basically a 30-point deficit and beat the heat tonight. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I do not feel good about them. They lost to the Nets. Yeah, that's the bad. The Nets. Yeah, that's bad. And I mean, I, granted, um, in that game, Giannis played like 14 minutes, but still, they know that that Bucks team should not have lost to that Nets team. Like, yeah, they're they're exactly. literally the replacements. Nets, like they're I, they, I they just Jared I, Allen, Karis Levert, like the whole squad was out. There's no reason they should have lost that game. Yeah. So I um yeah, I, I agree mean, with I don't, that I don't, actually on this. I was oh, go ahead to, then. I had another I had oh. another team to talk about, but by all means, no, 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 no. If you're going to agree with my point, you can talk, brother, because I want to hear it. No, I I actually have been disappointed with how the Bucks have played this entire bubble. Uh, yeah, they be, they beat the sh- don't get me wrong, they beat the shit out of the Celtics. They that was that game was a great game. They played their asses off, and that was a great game. But that Nets game was terrible. They were losing in this game, even when the Heat didn't. They were down. We'd already said it by twenty five, and the Heat didn't even have Jimmy Butler. Um. I think a big problem from the games that I've been watching is Giannis is going to do what he does every single game. No one will stop him. All teams have to worry about is slowing down Chris Middleton, which happens very often. That's the big problem, especially in these games. He played really well today. Like, no, today really, he went off. And he did play really well today, but they they are hugely, supremely dependent on him. Yeah, they, because they also, he, didn't play, he didn't play good against the Nets. They lost. It's important to note, though. They are missing he, Malcolm Brogdon ooh, so much. Yes, well, he didn't they, play good against the Rockets. They lost. They also just got Eric Bledsoe and Pat Connington back. So, like, they yeah, had, they they had lost some depth. So, like, 
we have to recognize that like there were some crucial po- like players on their I, roster and I and I do that were not playing. But I I do agree at that point. But I I also I feel like watching these games I for the Bucks and exact same way as I've I've already said m- multiple times about the Nuggets. It's like. Jokic, Giannis, those guys will do themselves every single game. Every game, they're going to do what we expect out of them. M- Murray for the Nuggets and Middleton for the uh, Bucks. They're the guys who need to step up in games in order for those teams to win. Yes, it was. It was the same thing last season. It was the same the the season that the Bucks took the number one seed Celtics to eight games. What happened? Middleton played his fucking ass off. And the Bucks were were doing great. It's yep. all based on how Middleton plays, and he has games where he goes, he gets like thirty five while shooting like eighty percent from the field. But then there's games where he shoots ninety percent from the field for eighteen. Chris Middleton needs to be shooting at least twenty three to twenty five points a game. He needs to be getting that consistently. That's right. I think he can do it. And if he does, the Bucks get that next level because he's great at defense. He just needs to stop bouncing up and down so much. Yeah, it has to be. It can't be fluctuating like it is. He's yep. got to like either embrace the role and be it, or he can't be hit or miss because they go as he goes. I mean, that's just you know, Giannis is great, but like they need somebody without Malcolm without Malcolm Brogdon, they need somebody else to occupy that other role, and it's got to be Chris Middleton. Um, now. To answer your question again for the second time, I mean, if you're going to be this, how are you not disappointed with the Pelicans? Yeah, Pelicans yeah. look like trash. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Zion I, Williamson is going to yeah. be Zion Williamson is going to have an eight year career. I don't know about that. I am I am going to go hot take city right now, dude. He looks so out of shape. Yeah, and like dude. You couldn't maintain your shape for just this long prior to the bubble, buddy. I don't feel good about that. This yeah, is fucking Sean Kemp Jr. right there. I will say this. Um, I hope not because I like Zion a lot. And I, I don't think surprise. I've said as much on this podcast, but like, I do not feel confident about his ability to maintain his conditioning and, and his shape. The point that I wanted to make was um, there are some really good. Uh, Photoshop people out there because um, skinny Nikola Jokic did not show up at the bubble. Neither did skinny Marcus Saul, and neither did ripped uh, Zion Williamson. So or skinny James Harden. Yeah, these pictures are. Shall I maybe? Shall I say doctored? Maybe just a tad bit. Shall we say? Shall we say these pictures? I was looking at them, and I got to say they're beautiful pictures. But I tell you, folks, the fake news. The fake news. One hundred percent. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to jump on that one too. I think I, I, New Orleans has been super disappointing. I, here's my thing, though. When Zion has played, I mean, he was perfect from the field today. Like, I mean, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. What I don't understand. Yes, but like, I'm concerned about like the minutes restriction and well, all that stuff, and the fact that he does not look in shape. He doesn't look in shape. I here's my thing. I like the minute restriction is not a is not necessarily a reflection of like his well. I get. I, I can't say this for sure. It it could be a reflection on his game shape. Although, like all the signs pointing to like the bubble or like not the bubble, the quarantine. We're like, yo, he's working out. He's staying. He's staying in shape. He's in the gym every day. He's ready to go. And then like he got hurt and had to miss some time. No, he didn't get hurt. He just left the bubble, so he had to quarantine. And then when he came back, they're like, cool, we're gonna put him on a minutes restriction. Which is like, if I'm Adam Silver. I am just like, I'm livid because the entire reason that I built the bubble the way I did was so that Zion can make the fucking playoffs. And now the Pelicans are like, yeah, we're going to play him 15 minutes a game. But also, like, they've also mismanaged the shit out of his minutes. Like, yeah. that first game, that first game against Utah, they absolutely 100% should have won that game. And Zion didn't play any of the meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, how do you not manage his minutes better when at one point they were up by like 15? Like you yep. don't need him in the game at that point. When the game's getting closer, yeah, put him I mean, in the fourth quarter. Alvin Gentry is a shit coach. Oh, and we've always known that. We've always, yeah, we have. I was literally going to say we've known that. We knew it when he was with the Suns. Alvin Gentry is a good defense. He's a good assistant coach. 
There's nothing wrong with that, but like, my God, dude, that guy cannot be a head coach. Like, I just, I can't get over how the NBA fucking, I'm getting off on a tangent. Like, they, they just recycle coaches, but like, dude, they, he is a bad head coach. Like, that team, if you watch, I don't, what is their, what's their offensive philosophy? Could you tell me? Cause I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, they, play, I, they have they no idea. They plan, they play the They don't have a Ingram 100%. Like, yeah. yeah, and but like there doesn't seem to be like a. No, I also like a, think an identity. I think their offensive identity literally depends on who is on the floor. Right, they have had like a like a, a rotating committee of guys this year because like Zion was out for a while, Brandon Ingram was out for a little bit, like JJ Redick was out for a little bit, like. But even I'm saying even like in that first game, we're talking that even when we just talk game one of the bubble for the Pelicans. Truthfully, whoever was on the floor, they were like, "All right, I guess we'll try. Let's try through Ingram. Ingram hit like two shots. All right, Zion's in there. Just feed it down low like six times. Okay, we gotta get his ass out of there. Uh, you know what? Take both Ingram out. Uh, throw throw some to to JJ. JJ hit a couple threes. Like that's what most of their plays seem like. It's it reminds me of that meme of uh of uh Scott Brooks. And it's like him holding up a paper and then it's like a drawing of the paper and it says Scott's secret plays and it's number one, pass the ball to KD. And when KD was injured, somebody redid the meme and crossed it out and under it wrote two, pass the ball to Russell. (laughs) (laughs) But like really though, like there's no, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's no cohesiveness on offense. And also like fuck Alvin Gentry and fuck the fucking old Lakers which is the new name for the Pelicans. I mean, has been the name for the Pelicans. And fuck Alvin Gentry and the old Lakers for causing my man to miss the playoffs for the first time in his career. <laughs> yep. And the thing is, like, they had it in the fucking bag, man. Like, they had it the was easiest schedule. To they had them. the easiest schedule going into the bubble. Like, by they got smoked tonight by Sacramento. By Sacramento. Smoked. Who has, who has been terrible throughout the entire bubble. It's the only yeah. good uh, I don't know played. if they've been terrible. They just they've been up and no down. Defense. Sacramento's been rough. They, they Sacramento play never plays no defense. defense. No, they don't. It's their first win of the bubble. They've been yeah. shit this whole fucking, the whole fucking bubble. All the seeding games. They've been shit. It's the one game they won. Um, Nikki, do you have another team besides the Bucks? Um here, I have one, but my thing is I haven't even gotten to see much of their games outside of one. The Memphis Grizzlies, they're 0 and 4. They're yeah. shit in the bed. Yeah, they really and are. I've been disappointed Jaren, by them too. Jaren Jackson Jr. is out for the rest of the season. That hurts them. They're not making the playoffs. There's no they ain't fucking making way. the playoffs. There's no way. It's they're either going to be the, they're still, gonna be the they're still in right now. The Spurs yeah. might make the playoffs right now. Dude, that's it's what I'm saying. That like, that the, the race for the the eighth spot in the West is so like even the Spurs have been playing well. Like they really have. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are they two and two? Mm. Yeah, two and two thus far. So, yeah. And yeah. you know, Demar Derozan's been playing the four. Like it's it's really interesting what pops on with that team. They likely won't make the playoffs, but like yeah, I I agree with you, Nikki. Like I. I was really pulling for Memphis. Now, Memphis, of the teams vying for the eighth spot, had the toughest schedule. Yes. Um, they should have won game one. They really should have. Um, they didn't play well against New Orleans. That wasn't great. Nah. Ja's been okay. Honestly, Jaron Jackson was their best player throughout this entire bubble. So mm-hmm. that like Ja that has really been Ja has been supremely disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, good, not great. Like the first game of the bubble, he was great, and then it's just been kind of a downswing from them. And but you know what? Jack having said that, though, you know what? That's a bad take. Frankly, that's a bad take because you know what? He's a rookie. I forget that he's a rookie sometimes. Yeah, he's a rookie. Like, yeah, like I, I think I expect too much of him. Um, he'll be fine. Like yeah, I, I mean, you know, that that's a shit take because it's he's a rookie and it's his like first taste of like. But I think something that we're forgetting with um, with this bubble. Is it like there's a lot of young guys in this bubble right now who this is their first taste of playoff experience? Yep. Which, oh, you know what I would like to also say? Not including the obvious, Dallas Mavericks are kind of being a little meh in the bubble right now. Yeah, they haven't. I mean, they've had a tough schedule, but like it is. Yeah. Truthfully, when I the games I've seen and, and what I've been able to watch for them, it's like Luca gives the anytime Kristaps is in 
the game, Luca like kind of defers to him usually because Luca's pass first kind of guy. I get it. Like he's very good at it, but like yeah, he needs to stop Luka's, that bullshit. Yeah, sometimes he needs to just shut the fuck up and just get past everyone. Do a fucking three sixty layup from the three point line. I don't give a shit. You're capable of doing it. Get up by like fifteen and then let Kristaps get another twenty. It's fine. You can take over. You're clearly the best player. But sometimes I just think he's I too think, nice. I think Luca could score like James Harden if he really wanted to, but oh, he just yeah. doesn't seem inclined to do so. Shit, he put up that fucking 30 20 12 the other day. That was fucking insane. Like And you I know what? They won that game in OT but... because Kristaps fouled out and Luca finally fucking took over the game. Yeah. Yep. And he dominated yeah. in OT. Yeah. yeah. Cause <clears throat> I do not I have I'm no qualms to... about saying this. Two years Luca will be the best player in the league. It's I mean it's hard to dispute at this it's point. It's hard to They've dispute been so incredibly well. Um I, I do want to say something, and we didn't bring them up in the teams that we were like impressed by, and I'd be remiss if we didn't. The Rockets have been really fun to watch. I know. I wanted to talk about them, but like I was like, there are other teams I want to talk about. Yeah. I originally was going to talk about them. I mean they I think the Rockets can win the title. I'm telling you, dude. They're they're doing real good. That, they are very good. I, I Jay, I, I scoffed at Nay. I mocked you when you said they could win the title. And oh Lord, how I was wrong. Dude, I'm telling you, like it's uh yeah, I mean they've been they've been really fun to watch. They're putting up a lot of points. This small ball lineup is fast and they're stretching the floor. James Harden, despite the fact that he's clearly out of shape, is playing really well. Yeah. Uh PJ Tucker and Robert Covington are they, if they were to win the finals, I don't give a shit. Those two just automatically should be co-finals MVPs because they are the reason that they're getting rebounds and defense. Well, like in, a, in addition to that, like, and I feel like I say this every couple of years, like he kind of comes and goes as like a good and bad player. But Jeff Green has been a really good small ball five for Houston as well. Yeah, like, yes. he has done. See, here's a, yes, I'm so glad you said that because players that we've been impressed with. Two guys, both from the Rockets. Ben McLemore, Jeff Green. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ben McLemore has been playing out of his mind, and Jeff Green has owned that role that the Rockets need him to own so well. It's not like he's going out and getting you 20 a night. He's getting like 8, 10 a night, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like he is doing exactly what they need from him out of that role. I could not agree with you more. Yeah, it's perfect. Like he, he, He'll knock down the corner three. He will grab your rebounds, and he defends well from the block. Uh, he's a big body and like him and Robert Covington, they give you enough length where you don't have a traditional center, but you have enough length to get past some of these teams that have like traditional big men. Um, and they'll just, and they just run, man, they run and they fucking stretch the floor. And it's just been, I've been really impressed. I think the one thing that really helped them is the fact that PJ Tucker was able to take like three months off and recuperate from the beating he was getting for like two months. Like having him, dude, having him. You're, go not, wrong. Refresh, You're not wrong. I'm telling yeah. You, dude, like he got, he got time to refresh and like let his legs kind of catch back up. Like he's, I, I, that team's ready for a deep playoff run. They really are. They really are. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. In the I game. cannot fucking wait they for need, the playoffs. They, they need, they need to make sure. Russ has been really good and really bad. Yes. Did you watch that but game that, against uh, What you should Portland? just say is Russ is being Russ. Did you watch yes. that game against Portland? Yeah. They were in it the whole way, and then down the stretch, Russ was like taking like turnaround 16-footers and doing like just taking it. And I was like, bro, you played so well all night, and now you're forcing the issue. Dude, he's a player I really wish just sometimes. I'm just like, man, figure it out. You don't have to be the hero. Yeah, he's um this is the thing though like it, what I like about this team is that he will be able to defer if they if they if they stagger the minutes, he will be able to defer to James Harden in a way that I think is actually going to help both of them. I think that was coming yeah, to fruition the season. Um and when he's good is and this is why they traded Clint Capella and went small is like when he's good, it's you as a defense have a choice. Are you going to collapse on Russ or James who can pretty much get to the basket at will? Like early on, there were games where like Russ had mismatches and it was just like, 
how do I want to score? Like it was that level of like scoring at will from him. And then, yeah, to Tad's point, like the bad decision-making is going to come the, the kind of impulse decision-making. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the run. I do want to like, as far as the, so the next topic we, um, so we, we have a topic, um, but I want to start by talking about TJ Warren first before we get into this topic because he has been, I mean, just incredible throughout this bubble. Now, he came back to life tonight. He dropped like 16 points. I think maybe he had 11 boards, which is not not a bad night just in comparison to what he was doing. I mean, the man was averaging like 41 points a game thus far. Um, Nikki, talk to me about your uh, – take on tj warren thus far through the bubble um tj warren is the reason uh i ended up reading the article that i talked about the beginning of this podcast where because there is nothing to sort of distract the player's eyes their focus on the hoop comes a lot easier therefore there's people who are known for getting buckets when they get hot are gonna get hot TJ Warren, he's going to get hot. And this whole bubble is perfectly made for him. I don't think he's going to be able to hold this shit up. But fuck, he has been a blast to watch. That fifth was a 52-point game. Uh, he, he fucking went off. I, he was shooting so many damn threes. And he's playing defense. He got like four steals in one game, a three in another. He's been balling out of his goddamn mind. And uh, Indiana's been fun to watch. Malcolm Brogdon, who was at the Bucks, the Bucks need him. He's been helping out a lot because Victor Oladipo hasn't been playing every game. Uh, and the Pacers are going to be a lot of fun. They're going to disrupt a little bit, and I think, in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're going to win everything. Right. But TJ Warren's going to be a lot of fun for the rest of this bubble, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to ruin TJ Warren's life. <laughs> I was. I'm glad you said that because I'm so looking forward to that game. That I'm, game's gonna be oh, a blast. When yeah. is that? Is that uh, August 10th? Okay, August yeah. 10th. Okay, yeah, they play Ooh, August 10th. Yeah, I'm just hoping Jimmy plays. Likewise, yeah. Uh, here's conspiracy theory, Jay, for a second. I don't think that Jimmy's hurt. I think that the NBA had to have a sit down with him after he decided to go out there with no name on his jersey and talk to him about like, hey, we're here to we're here to we're here to do a job. Don't shake shit up. Okay, we're making this work. Everybody's going to get paid. Just don't ruffle any feathers. If you want to put Black Lives Matter on your back of your jersey, cool. But, like, get in line. Fucking get in line. And I think they told him to go cool off for a couple days and then come back. Regardless, if he plays in that game, he's going to murder TJ Warren oh, in cold blood. And we're I, all going to witness it. I think you're yeah. right. I do think you're right. I think I'm going to clear my schedule, make sure Jimmy's I am gonna, free that Jimmy, day. Jimmy's going to go for 35 and TJ Warren's going to go for two. I, I think you're right. I think that, I think that uh, the, the TJ Warren train is, is going to start coming to a halt pretty soon. It was incredibly fun to watch. I mean, that 53 point game was just like, what? If like, if I had to, if I had to place money on guys that I thought were going to drop 50 in the bubble, TJ Warren would have likely not been on the list. I mean, if I would have gone through all the guys in the NBA, TJ Warren going off for fifty. TJ Warren going off for fifty points, fifty plus points was was going at like twelve hundred to one odds. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like, what what he's been able to do. Like, like he could score through three games, capable. averaging like forty. And, and granted, this is a guy who was averaging like nineteen a game in yeah. Indiana and in Phoenix. Like he was a good player in Phoenix. Like he really was for a for a couple I, of years. I think he. I think he probably averaged twenty one for the team. If if they needed him to, but at, he'll I'll probably actually end up averaging like nineteen. Yeah, I mean because the, they have other weapons. The dude's always been a, a bucket getter. This has just yeah. been like next level, and he's yeah, just like, I, I mean, he's seeing the basket like a fucking hula hoop, man. Like, yeah, just, I, I, mean, I truly think seven, like seven for chucking the ball, here. chucking the ball into the ocean, buddy. Yeah, it really is. It's really fun to watch. Um, Nikki, who has been another player that you've been pleasantly surprised by? Um. I, I well no because he is obviously good. Um, so I think you'd be surprised by somebody yeah, who's good. Doesn't matter. I well my my mine is Luca then because the whole like truly like especially that game when Kristaps fouled out, 
that was just like the moment where it was like that was watching Luca be free. It was like Luca, you don't have to worry about helping other egos. And I'm not saying like Kristaps is like a fucking egomaniac or anything. I don't know shit about him, but I'm saying like you still have to manage egos in the NBA with superstars, even if they're chill people. And I know that that uh, Luca clearly knows how to do that, even at like his young ass age. That motherfucker, if given free reign of a team, would can dominate anybody. That talk about someone who can get to the basket with ease. He could shoot like crazy. He could see over fucking everybody. And this entire entire bubble, he's I've been a blast watching him. Yeah. But we've already talked about him so a little bit, so I'm not gonna talk too much. But that's definitely was my first choice. Tad, you mentioned um you mentioned Jeff Green and Ben McLemore. Did you have anybody else that you were like pleasantly surprised by? Yeah, Duncan Robinson. Oh yeah. Playing out his oh, damn yeah. mind. Yeah. I mean He's been great. I mean he 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 had a he had a, a good regular season. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like yeah. he has hit every open shot. He has done every little right thing. Um, to the heat, man, I've really, really, really enjoyed watching the heat. I've been pleasantly surprised or impressed with, uh, with the way that him and, and Tyler hero, frankly, too, both are playing. Um, like they, they've been, they've been, they've been very, um, they've been really good, man. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, uh, you know, I mean, Nurkic, yeah, Nurkic. yeah, it's nice Nurkic to see him great. come back and play really well. You know, he had a dunk the other night where he like dunked and then like he didn't have his legs under him and he hit the deck and he was like very slow to get up. And I was like, of fucking course, like, of course, this guy's playing so good. The Blazers are like kind of rolling and he goes down with an injury. It was against the Rockets. Yeah. Oh, and against the Rockets, another guy that I have been so so pleasantly surprised with Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah. yeah. He has hit the yeah. big time good. shots. He's played good defense. He dove after loose balls the other night. Yeah. He's yep. actually trying. Dude, Ooh. Carmelo Carmelo looked like a guy fighting for a roster spot as opposed to Carmelo Anthony. It was fun to watch. He was yeah. gritty. He was playing God. tough defense. He like it, Yeah, man. I like, need them to I, get that ace so bad. Same, same. Be, I like the Grizzlies, but like I want the I want the Blazers. Yeah, I'm Blazers sorry, God, don't worry about it, dude. You're literally a rookie. You're gonna be fine. I gotta watch Damian Lillard and Carmelo Anthony go up against fucking LeBron James and Anthony Davis. If they get in, they they could they could they could make the finals, or they could lose. They could get swept. Yeah, I they truly don't know. In the first in the first round, they could also take that to seven. I see that going to seven easily. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i surprised that none of you mentioned this gentleman, so I'm glad that I went last. Um, I have been – and recently he made some comments that uh, – That's why I didn't mention his ass. Harris. Her, listen. I'm just not – I'm not going to talk about him. I'm, I refuse. Michael Porter Jr. has been incredible. He's been Michael Porter Jr. is a fucking incredible. fringe right wing lunatic nut job. He's he's really good at basketball, and he's been really good sure. during this bubble. I mean, in the last three games, he's dropped thirty seven and twelve, thirty and fifteen, and twenty seven and twelve, shooting incredibly efficiently um, for this Denver Nuggets team that um, yeah, man, any of their major perimeter contributors like Jamal Murray and folks like that. Uh, it's uh, yeah, whatever. He's a fucking lunatic and he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but uh, a bit. Okay, he's a conspiracy theorist, but he's been incredible. I, I mean, mean, look, man, I, I, I'm 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 with you. He's been really great, and I've I've praised the guy in this podcast for being a really good player, yeah, a player that I thought really, player really a young player that I thought really highly of. So you're not wrong. He has been really, really good, unbelievably good, frankly. Like he, that guy looks like a hey. Well, how did anybody else like? Remember when he was the consensus number one pick, but he got hurt in Missouri. Yeah. And then everybody let him fall to 12. And I consistently said he should have been picked up by the Bulls. That's two Denver players that I thought the Bulls should have picked up. There's a, there's someone who works in Denver who listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, no, you're right. He has he's been, been He's been great. I mean, he really I has. I don't know if it's been like surprising. Surpri- I think the level at which he's – like him playing really well is not surprising, but the level. Like he's playing at an elite level. And yes, yeah. I would agree that that has been – Yes, I agree. I'm with you. 
Um, let's transition to something a little bit different. Um, who is a player, and Tad, we'll start with you, who's a player that you've been disappointed in throughout this bubble period? I want to say John Morant, but after earlier saying, like, kind of what I had to say, he's a rookie. Yeah, but I think it's fair, like, he hasn't played well. I mean, yeah, he's a rookie, but he hasn't played well. Michael Porter's I know, and the worst thing is, like, leading up to this, like, I've been, like, singing his praises and been, like, so excited and, like, he's just not. I mean, we all have. We're all massive fans of him. He's so fucking fun, but he's been bad. There's no way to get around it. He's been bad. Yeah, he's been really bad. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of turnovers, a lot of bad, a lot of bad decision making, super inefficient from the field, like not shooting well. He dropped like twelve points against the Pelicans the other day when they lost that game. Like he's just he's he's been he hasn't been good. He hasn't been the jaw that we grew accustomed to throughout the regular season. I mean, that's it's easy enough to say. Yeah. No, you're. I mean, you you're right. Um, he has not been good. No, he really just hasn't. No, he really has, and it's it's unfortunate because like they had the season not paused, like Memphis would have been in the playoffs this year. There's no question about it in my mind. I mean, they had a tough schedule yeah. going down the stretch, but like it was it was nearly a foregone conclusion that they were making the playoffs. And then you know here we are, um, and like you know the 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 Jaron Jackson Jr. injury like that hurts them a lot because he was playing really well. Um, He's been playing really well for them, which is kind of surprising. Is Grayson Allen? He's been playing really well for them. Yeah, like, no, it's because this is March. He was, playing, he, he was having a good. He was having a good season. Yeah, but like in Utah, they were like, "Oh, yeah, he's a bust. Like he's fucking trash." There's a reason he got yeah. drafted in the second round. But yeah, he's been really good for them. Like stretching the floor, playing some tough defense. Like he's capable. He's solid. Solid. Um, Nikki, anybody that comes to mind as a yes. guy? And this is a gentleman who is now injured and might not really come back but i've also still been upset with ben simmons mm. has not been playing very well he had 19 in the first game playing well uh it, the first game was I pulled, up, I pulled up his stats because i was like did, i was like i was like am i being too harsh or no it's first game 19 and 13 great job second game eight points on four six so not bad two rebounds five assists and then the last game eight points two a ten from the field six rebounds four assists he, he hasn't been looking that good on uh, on and also I feel like the sixers as a whole have been up and down yeah uh I don't I don't I don't know I I, I haven't been high I can't I don't get to judge him anymore because now he's gonna be gone for it says he's out indefinitely he hurts kneecap or something oh yeah like he's probably not gonna play for a good portion of the playoffs like even oh, Brett dislocated. Brown dislocated kneecap yeah yeah like yeah, brett brown brett brown yesterday when he was interviewed was like severely emotional because like that's a huge hit to them yeah that's massive um yeah, he's he gonna be out for a while this one's this one might be a little nitpicky we only got five teams to choose from so like there's only so much we can do and I, if i'm being honest with myself he's been pretty i think solid. i know where this is going do you go ahead yeah i think i do go talk about Kawhi leonard no, I'm not actually. Um, Kawhi, I think not been. I, I have not. I, Kawhi Leonard's been playing really well, but I have not been. I feel like I'm not getting what I want out of Kawhi. Yeah, I I think I'm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I honestly like if there was a team that I'm really disappointed in that that wasn't the Pelicans, it's probably the Clippers. Like I'm just not really enjoying watching them play. Yeah, they just been uh, okay. Now, granted, Montrose Harrell's been out. Lou Williams just came back. Like Pat Beverly just came back. I have one thing to say. Go. I bet on a four-game NHL hockey parlay today. I took the Canucks, won. I took the Flyers, they won. I took the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were down three to nothing and just came back and won four to three with less than two minutes to go in overtime. Wow. And the Flames, I took the Calgary Flames as well, who are up two to nothing at the end of the first period. We're fucking rolling, boys. We're rolling. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I just got real jacked up, and I wanted to share with everybody my good fortune. <laughs> That's just fine. I'm um, happy for me. Congratulations. I'm. I'm sorry, but yes, I have been disappointed with the Clippers as well. Yeah, the Clippers have been yeah. rough. I the the player that I was going to say, and I'm looking at his stats now. They haven't been bad, bad, but like he definitely got off to a really slow start. Is Jason Tatum? Um, granted, he dropped thirty something the other day uh, against, against the Blazers. 
19. The Celtics are weird. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you, but like they've been doing weird rotational things where I feel like I can't tell if it's Brad Stevens trying to manage these guys and like work through some rotations that like he thought up in his head that he thought might be effective come playoff time or like he wanted to test out come playoff time or if Brad Stevens is too smart for his own good and he's running rotations that like, dude, no, what do you do? Stop. Just do what you know. Well, and now I, know, I, I feel like he's a good enough coach as the former to like tinker right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Like, you know who the guys are going to be and like, you can kind of tinker yeah. with your lineup, but Jesus Christ. Sorry. I do. Guys, I, what did I say? I have some helpful <laughs> tips, dude. The porn. We the watched porn. the porn after the podcast. No, I know. I'm sorry. We watched the porn during. I know. We were almost done. So I just. When the recording it, light is up. on, we don't watch the porn together. We watch the porn together when the recording light is on. Right. Wow. Not a big deal. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, uh, no, I do agree with you. I think that, like, I, I, no, I the, the rotation has been weird. Has not been, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if you look at his numbers, like, in a vacuum, I mean, through the four games, he's put up. Uh, so, oh no, this is Gordon Hayward. Fuck, he put up five, which is rough. The first game he was really bad, but then he put up yeah. thirty-four, and then he put up, I think it was twenty-seven, and then today he put up nineteen. But like they blew the, I mean, they they blew the doors off the fucking Nets, Nets. today. So he only played yeah. like three, maybe even two quarters. So like he didn't play a lot today. Um, but yeah, I think it it was hard for me to pick a guy that I was like super super disappointed in because like. I felt like we were all going to say the same guy, which I think Jaws kind of like taking the cake on that. Um, Cause yeah, like there aren't too many guys from like the other teams that I'm like, I'm really disappointed in you, bro. Like there's, there, there really hasn't been like the yeah. guy that you wanted to watch. As, I, as we had talked about, or I talked yeah, about earlier. Yeah. A little bit he's been up and down. He's like, just got to be more consistent. You know, Joel Embiid is always somebody who's going to be frustrating. Like, I haven't really enjoyed watching the Sixers either. And, like, oh, they're now, not fun to watch right now. Losing Ben Simmons is going to hurt them. Like, it's, I mean, obviously, but like, it's, it's, uh, yeah. What's interesting, though, is like Brett Brown, who's a coach who's like always on the bubble, it seems, over the last three seasons, is like, here's another situation where like one of his star players goes down. And it's just like, well, how was he supposed to win in the playoffs? Ben Simmons got hurt. Yeah. How does Nick Nurse continue to win? Oh, look, I I mean, no injuries to his best players. Sure. Hopefully not for long. I'm going to fucking Tanya Harding. Kyle Lowry. That sack of shit. Yeah, but they still got Van Fleet and Siakam. I get it. I get it. Oh, Van Fleet's been playing very well. Sorry. Yes, he has. Van Fleet's been playing. I no longer longer am surprised. Ever since he had that child, I'm just like, oh, great. Fred Van Fleet, dad of the (laughs) year. Exactly. Scores thirty five a night. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the the I, I get the like the the Sixers thing too, but like I just I haven't I haven't felt like the Sixers have been championship contenders for like two or three years. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. They they gotta do they gotta shake that up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I did pick them to go to the championship this year. Which yeah, you uh, picked wrong. You know, I mean, you it's a like that Rockets hey. one. Hey man, you were you were convinced by that one video of Ben Simmons hitting that one three that he can no, finally shoot. I get it, dude. That wasn't it. I was I was bigger on the Al Horford signing and the Josh Richardson trade than. Uh, Ooh, I completely forgot about that Al Horford signing. I, I was that I was sold. Existed. Wow, I was sold. Frankly, when Ben Simmons when I saw him that he was capable of throwing a fish into the ocean, <laughs> he was not. No, Ted, you remember no, wrong. Yeah, I, think right. I, I, I know that was a that was a sarcastic comment there, Nikki. But thank you for. Uh, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Um, I'm drunk, so like, and I'm very tired. Yeah. So like, this maybe it wasn't dripping with enough sarcasm, but like, yeah, Ben Simmons stinks. <laughs> I could, I could, I, I truthfully believe. I truthfully believe I could beat Ben Simmons in a three point contest. Uh, not, oh, in a three point right. contest. Well, with that, let's let's plug and let's get. What out did of you here. think? What did you think I was gonna say? One on one? Yeah, yeah I, man. You got some confidence, okay? Don't act like you don't. Yeah, dude. And I, I like that about you. You're confident, bro. Man, we're but... talking about we're talking about Ben Simmons, not fucking five foot eight, can only dribble with one hand. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. Oh boy. Well, Cousy. dude, um, I'm a I'm gonna I'm gonna show up at Bob Cousy's house. 
I'm going to find out where Bob Cousy lives. He's well, he is still alive. We did confirm that. Confirm. And he, I'm going to ring his doorbell and he's going to answer the door. And I'm just going to be like jab stepping him with like, a, <laughs> like no basketball in my hand, just like <laughs> giving him that work. Like, you don't want this old man. He'll be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> uh, Why are you in my house? Anywho, boys. Hey, uh, before we go, I do want to say one thing. You can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore, and you can follow me on Instagram at Tad.Hall. That's T-A-D dot H-A-L-L. Nice. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. It's the weirdest plug ever. All right. You can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, ooh. That piece of chocolate just hit. And with that, uh, <laughs> for Tab, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're leaving. We're high. We're out. <laughs>